Welcome back, everybody. This is your Anime DJs episode 53, The BS Hour. We have a special guest today along with Dan and Tyler. We have Dave here from uh, Treehouse Anime Club. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Thanks for having me. Doing fantastic. Just hanging out with the boys, man. It's always a good day. What about the rest of you fellas? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Big chilling. You know, I'm... (laughs) Been grinding Power World a lot. I know we've all been grinding Power World a lot, so uh, we all been big chilling. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially the last few days. Um, yeah, we got a little dedicated server going, so we've been we've been going pretty hard. Always having fun. Well, today's got today, guys. Uh, we have two segments for you. First, we're gonna do a quick interview with Dave, get to know him a little bit better, and then we're gonna do a Ghost Stories dub review. We are going to focus mainly on the dub here because it has a story to it as well. And we will get into that. As always, the best way to support us is to rate the podcast. Tell your friends about it. They deserve this good content. And if you have any more interesting topics so we don't run out of out of ideas, let us know in the Discord or on our socials. Linktree.com backslash anime DJs. Now, boys, let's get into some news. Let's do it. So uh, just a quick heads up. Uh, next week, the rundown is going to be delayed. Bass and myself are both out of town for work. So it's going to either release on Saturday or Sunday on the freaking weekend. And then also our Valentine's DGEN special. Tyler's going to be doing that with some very fun guests who also really enjoy romance anime. So you're going to be getting a little content that you normally wouldn't get with me and Bass because uh, we say fuck that noise. So it <laughs> I'm just here really for fun. the boxing. I'm just here for the boxing. I'm here for I'm... the occasional romance on the side of boxing. <laughs> I think I already got a name for it. It's going to be the most kawaii DJ episode ever. Keep it. <laughs> very, very cute. Very en- cute. Enjoy, my friend. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, moving on from that, speaking of like Valentine's Day, uh, Mushiko Tensei Season 2 Part 2 is going to be on April, out on April 7th. Why, uh, so, why does Valentine's Day make you think of a guy who can't get a boner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not interested in having another ED conversation, by the way. Just oh, it's going to happen. So it already, I've already laid the groundworks for it. It's It's happening bad. Sorry. Oh boy. Okay, here we go. So at some point, we'll, that'll come back up. But uh, next, yep. guys, we have Dragon Ball Diama. Uh, we'll release fall of this year. Something I'm pretty excited for. Uh, all our favorite crew gets turned into kids or just small people. I believe I'm not really sure, but should should be fun. Should check them out. Uh, what you got for us? Yeah, and our last little piece of news: uh, Konami has established its own anime studio. And they did so with the release of a Yu-Gi-Oh! 25th anniversary short. Um, It's focusing on the... I can't remember the name of it now. Dave knows it. Oh, you talk about... Yeah, the uh, series is... I think it's what I I read on the article. is like OCG stories, like the online card game stories. So they're going to make a short series based off the backstory and lore of Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. It's like a... I've seen it as like a manga series. Like one of them did the Sky Strikers lore, and uh, it's like Master Duel, except when you do the little campaigns. Except it's going to be a lot more better animated than I think than the PowerPoint that they give us in that game. 
that trailer looks sick. Hey, go check it out. I mean, wow. Yeah, definitely. I'm, well, I'm uh, sold. Yeah, definitely. We'll uh, we'll drop a link to the trailer on YouTube uh, in the Discord when the episode drops. So definitely uh, check that out. I'm hyped. I don't know much about the online card games, but I mess with Yu-Gi-Oh heavily as a kid, so I'm excited. Hell yeah! I guess now it's time to time to do 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 do. I had to do that, boys. You need, get, you need to get that stutter check, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to get the going a little better. You know, this this was just a spur of the moment type thing. Paying homage to the Yu-Gi-Oh days back in the day. So, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will tell you guys something. When I came back from college as a grown-ass man, some of my friends are from the not-so-good part of town. And... I came back and they were all playing fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. And I was so confused. I was like, bro, you're you're 27. Not, you know, like I like Yu-Gi-Oh. I played as well, but it was it caught me so off guard because they were never into it. And I just had to say that. It just brought up a great memory. I love that. Like I can't imagine being like gambling on Yu-Gi-Oh as like a late 20-year-old. Heavy gambling. Like we're talking wow. about bucks, boys. Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna lie. If I had my Yu-Gi-Oh deck still, and I had somebody that also had a Yu-Gi-Oh deck, I would be dueling at thirty thirty. So I think I'm yeah. thirty. So yeah, I That's had to go through game. my. Yeah, I had to go through my bins. So I was like, I will be back with my uh, cards, boys. <laughs> I did not know we were on this time. Well, that's the hard part, though. Like, if you try and break out your deck from like two thousand and like, I was getting washed. They got some yeah, strong ass monsters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they have like like the synchro summons and all that shit now and it's like oh my god how did you get four monsters that have three thousand attack points on the field in one turn like how do i do yeah. this yeah i was i was in the blender for sure i, I lost some money i had to had to back up <laughs> off of it and i'm just like go dark magician do your thing bodied <laughs> yep. so are you saying blue eyes white dragon is no longer viable oh god it's trash yeah. Oh God! Like base white dragon is absolutely trash. Every monster has to have an effect now. No, I ca I cannot play paper Yu-Gi-Oh anymore. It has to be online because there's a handy thing called a computer that does all of that automatic process for me. And so you go on something like Master Duel, like it's the little uh, lights up, and I go, oh yeah, I can do this move now. And so it's like combo chains. I I've seen people play uh, paper Yu-Gi-Oh, and it is like hands. They are throwing hands. Just like, oh, I do this to do this to do this. Like, it's just, it's like a fighting game. It is literal combo strings. Yes. I was very, very lost, but yeah. I had fun. It was, it was just a cool moment. I need glasses to read that text now, too. Like, <laughs> I, I need, I need, I need bifocals. It, it's getting so specific. It's, this is why I moved over to Magic the Gathering. It just says two sentences on the card, and that's like the most complicated it ever gets. Yu Gi Oh! You got to read a paragraph. You got to have a PhD. I can't. Just throw me on the computer. If it lights up, I know that I can do it. <laughs> Easy enough. Things have changed. Things have changed, though. Mm -hmm. I love that. All right. uh, well, I guess it's time to get into our little uh, get-to-know-you section, Dave. Uh, so, as we know, your name's Dave. Uh, but is there anything else that you want us to know? Like, uh, any of your shows? Like, anything? Any fun facts or anything at all? You know, just let us know. This is your time you. to shine. <clears throat> I take a sip of water first. <laughs> here comes the elevator pitch let's, let's go yeah. yeah so here's the elevator pitch uh hi my name is dave i am the creator and host of a podcast called the treehouse anime club 
And it's a little different from uh, like a review podcast. I actually talk about the people who work on the cartoons. So the director, the writer, the main animator staff, you know, a little bit of that. And I created the podcast to kind of highlight the people who work in the anime industry. And so if you want to, if that sounds interesting to you, you can find us on uh, Instagram and threads at Treehouse Anime Pod. That's all one word. And then I'm also on Good Pods. You can find us on the Treehouse Anime Club. I know uh, Google Podcasts is getting uh, out behind the woodshed in about two <laughs> months from this. So I'm kind of moving over to Good Pods for that. But I'm mostly on Spotify. And uh, yeah, if it sounds interesting, I hope you check me out. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm sure he's on Apple as well. So Oh yeah, I'm on all uh, the major platforms. Yeah. I just, yeah, Spotify just is my main platform and then... Uh, Apple after that. Just if you can't find me on the main page at uh, Spotify for podcasters, you can find me. Like I, I can, I've made it to the Google search. You know, you know when you make it to the Google search, you're legit. <laughs> yeah. For sure, so, for sure. Yeah. Damn, yeah. we're legit. All of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Always we made it. Uh, and also all his links and stuff will be in the description as always. Uh, so, and I guess we move on to like. How, how, when did you first get into anime? Uh, I know you did a uh, episode on it, so let us kind of know a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, hmm, how to start? Well, I, I will say there is an episode, again, that Tyler is right. I did an episode last year called uh, My Anime Origin Story, and I also did one for the community, which uh, I believe, Tyler, did you pitch into that one? I think uh, yeah. we all did. Yeah, I think yeah, we all yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you all did. Yes. So the, the DGENs featured on that episode, and the basic gist, uh, to not repeat a 45-minute episode, uh, the basic <laughs> gist is, like uh, a lot of my peers, I discovered it in the... Ni- I am a 90s kid. I discovered it in the late 90s, more like the early 2000s, but I didn't know what the term anime was, really, until like 2008 or so, uh, after Avatar The Last Airbender, and... It basically, I had a group of friends. I was a new kid in town. I just moved, and they sort of took me under their wing, and they all happened to be anime fans. And uh, another thing was the video games, the Persona series. They were heavily anime. So my first like big JRPG was Persona 3, and I was like, where can I find more cartoons with cutscenes like this? You know? There we go. So that was, Understandable. That was yeah. the start. That was the start. And so... I cut my teeth on like Full Metal Alchemist, Soul Eater, uh, Naruto, Bleach, a little bit of One Piece, uh, but Soul Eater was more up my, up my speed, and I've been going ever since. Was you was you a Toonami uh, uh, kid? No, actually, we hmm. we didn't have like we. I knew what Toonami was, and I would see some of the daytime runs, but. My house, we had the the one TV in the living room, and so anything that I was going to be watching, you know, my parents were going to be privy to. And I'm I am grateful that I never grew up with a TV in my room or like a console in my room. That was always like the family TV, like the family living room. And uh, I was I was just young enough to where my mom wouldn't let me watch like Batman the animated series, but I would find ways to watch it. But Dragon Ball Z was like huge in elementary school. So I found like clips and things of Dragon Ball Z. Most of the Toonami stuff, it was when I was in high school and had that friend group, they started talking about these shows and they would show me pictures. And I recognized, oh yeah, that must have been this show, this show, and this show. So it was really in high school, about 
almost uh, 10 years later or so that I started going back online and picking up on those Toonami shows. Okay. Awesome. We're using like the uh, classic like anime, like sketchy websites to watch a lot of shows because that's what I was doing back in the day. It was like <laughs> yep. anime yeah. Ram was one of them. Like and the, the URLs always changed like every other month and it'd be slightly different. <laughs> I had an old standby. It was I don't know if it's still around and feel free to bleep it out if because uh, I don't I don't want anyone to go there and like accidentally get a virus. But it was uh, animefreak.tv. And so it was uh, just, like I said, it was a streaming site. I never used a torrent site or I never like downloaded any torrents, but I, I did use that streaming site for years and years because I just thought that's how anime came out. Like I thought it was something Japan only. And so it was also, you know, that last gasp of the great uh, fan translators, you know? Okay. It was, right, I, it was right. Yeah. It was right on that cusp of, the fan translators had been doing this for a while, and then it was also on the cusp of like Crunchyroll entered the scene soon after that, like 20, 2009, 2010, they went legit. And so then you started having professionals and like that wider release. This is like that last little bit of the Wild West energy. Hell yeah. Uh, that reminds me of like the, what was it, Frostwire and LimeWire and shit, bro? Yeah, yeah, I got virus yeah. galore on that shit. Yeah, Anime <laughs> Freak was did, like, man, yeah. it was like pop-up central. And we, again, we had the one uh, family computer, like when you could still, when you still had oh, a shit. computer room, you know? And so it was, it was that classic thing of no matter what I was watching. And now for Soul Leader, I should have known better, or especially <laughs> when I was watching... But it was like any time I was ever doing something, like something hype would go down. And then as soon as my mother walked in, titties were on the screen. It's like, that gummit. Classic. That gummit. Classic. It didn't matter. Any, any kind of shown in series. Yeah. Any kind of shown in series. You could be watching the hypest shit in the world. And then as soon as it calms down or something wacky happens, that's when the parent, that's when the parents decide to walk in. They're like, what the hell are you watching, kid? That's yeah. how it works to this day. That's just how oh, yeah. it goes. It's her superpower. Well, speaking of uh, titties and stuff, um, do you have like any kind of favorite genre, category, demographic, <laughs> anything like that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Dave, you, you look like you were taken aback by that. Do you know where you are? Oh, I know where I am. <laughs> okay, I was, all I'm right. Trying not, I'm trying not sure. to gut, bust the gut laughing. <laughs> no. No, I, I, I also appreciate culture. We all we all need more uh, exposure to culture. Uh, which I mean, one of my favorite shows this year. I'm going out and right on ahead and say it. One of my favorite shows this year is Chain Soldier. I'm up to date on the oh. manga. That thing is hype. The manga is hype, but that is there. I'm just going to so, freely admit that. It's a shame that you don't have Twitter then, because uh, Kriegs is, is loving the Chain Soldier and uh, Magical Girls um, on the Twitterverse. So. Yeah, the Magical Girls won not so much, but uh, yeah, the Chain Soldiers, okay. Like that, that's right on my level of when I watch a harem series or like a battle comedy series like this, it's got to be just stupid and self aware enough to like, yeah, we know what we are and we're going to give you the best possible experience. It's like, it's the same reason that I appreciate like high school double D and like to love her. It was like, we're stupid, we're horny. And we're going to give you the best experience that we can. And we're going to give you some hype animation on top of it. Like first three seasons of D of double D have some bangers in there. Okay. But uh, uh. to get back to your earlier question, in terms of genres, 
uh, I, I started off watching a lot of shonen stuff and got more into the slice of life. And when I got to college, I was just kind of burning out on shonen, but I didn't really know where else to go. But in more recent years, I've gotten more into the the seinen demographic. Just I've kind of aged up with the cartoons, and so my earlier ones were like darker than black was like my first exposure to that. Uh, slice of life as well. Again, I appreciate a good drama if it's good character work, and then uh, a good mystery series. I love okay. mysteries, and then I've uh, always been a science fiction fan in terms of books, like old school Isaac Asimov, uh, Arthur C. Clarke, like science fiction. But uh, in the anime verse, I've not, never really been a mecha guy until like, last year. I was like, okay, I, I should love super robots. Why do I not love giant robots? And it turns out I was just in self-denial. I love super robots. <laughs> love them. Oh, no. Love them. Let's go. One of has someone just like me, <laughs> so, but now. It wasn't, but it was also like, if you think about it, anime fandom in like the early 2010s, like Mecha was kind of dying on the vine. So it wasn't, it was just more of like my only exposure had been like Gurren Lagann and Code Geass in terms of like contemporaries in high school. So it was just, I had to go back. I had to go and watch OG Gundam. I had to go and watch Evangelion. I had to go and uh, I had to watch one of my favorite series. I got it on my shelf here is Razafon. And uh, so again, my favorite this year is uh, as you nod in there, Dan. It's like, oh yeah, that exists. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen uh, that in probably twenty years. Yeah, I watched it for the first time like two years ago, and uh, with with the high dive. But yeah, I'm loving. Uh, my favorite show right now is uh, uh, Yuki Bakahatsu uh, Brave Arn, the Brave Brave Bang uh, Brave Arn. I just told Dan and Bass about that, uh, I think, last week because it was getting a lot of hype on, like, threads and stuff. And yeah. Which I'm not a Mecca guy, so I was like, they might appreciate it because everybody's hopping it up, so. Yeah, yeah it, that, it got that's a lot definitely on my hype. watch list yeah. at this point. So, excited yeah. about the recommendation. Oh, yeah. I think I think it's it's funny. It's self-aware. Uh, latest episode actually kind of got, got real for a moment. But even if you've seen, like, if, you, if you've only seen, like, Ava, Goran Lagan, and, uh, or even if you just like Transformers, you know, this is, this is going to be, you're going to get a ton of jokes. That's Excellent. Just, it's, it's been great, and it's also, like, keeping it real. But, yeah, Brave Iron's been a very big surprise. All righty. Um, so, I, I guess since we're kind of, like, watching a dub show um, on this episode, we're talking about it, uh, which, like, we we always ask people, which ones do you prefer? Do you prefer, like, subbed or dubbed? It's it's good to know. It's to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. For the most part, and I, for the most part, I am uh, subtitles or, like, just original Japanese dubs. I am, but over the years, like I am partial to a couple of dubs. Really, it comes down to, it really comes down to the setting. So the more Japanese a setting, uh, air quotes, Japanese a setting, or like historical, then I prefer like the Japanese dubs. And in series like uh, Full Metal Alchemist, Black Lagoon, uh, Death Note, Death Parade, uh, I prefer the English dub or like one of I, yeah, 91 Days or Bacano. Like the real, uh, like the straight up American bootlegger, Cowboy Bebop. You know, I like the, I like both, but it really depends. Like series to series, there'll be some like I kind of give it to the dub. But that's that's how I am. You know, like when I watched uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, I started dubbed, and then I made it to part three, and I switched to subbed because it's it's a Japanese main character. And I go I'm hard. Like, 
I've been bouncing back and forth in that series the whole time. But like I tried to start yeah. it subbed and I was like, this is like a British, a bunch of British dudes talking in Japanese like this doesn't make sense. And then you go watch the dub and you hear the accents come through and everything else. I'm like, nah, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, okay. it was the same way. It was the same way with like Vinland Saga, like the Japanese dub was excellent. And then I listened to the Netflix and uh, I got the yeah, I got the Sentai uh, Blu-ray back here. So I haven't heard the Sentai dub. But I was like, let me go ahead and get it because Finland Saga is good. So excellent, yeah. That, that actually mirrors kind of what our we did a segment back on sub sub or dub. Oh yeah, it was one of our first ten episodes, and that's pretty much what our whole conversation was about. It's all about you know the setting and context. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that, that mirrors what we were pretty much saying. So excellent, yeah, excellent. I, I appreciate the fandom for uh, mostly calming down on that. That was yeah. uh, that used to be a that was like. Ah, hot button, hot button, ow. It really it was. Really, I, it literally, was, uh, it was like, ugh. That was the, one of the broken. main reasons we did that segment so soon on the show. Go ahead and clear that air, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's a good um, air to clear. Yeah, definitely. Because we're, we're not for like the gatekeeping, I guess you can call it, on that kind of stuff. Um, right. But, uh, but I guess to move on to like a more like... Uh, some questions focused on like you and your podcast so we want to know like what was your inspiration uh when you started like the your podcast treehouse anime club what inspired you to do that well i'll get the uh i'll get the obvious ripoffs out of the way uh one of my favorite podcasts for anime is the uh, is a podcast called the anime world order it's uh, three hosts. They're mostly based out in Florida, Daryl, uh, Gerald, and Clarissa. These guys have been doing it since 2005, and uh, they're still going. So they, w- what I liked about it was they've been around, and they've also been like professional writers for like Otaku USA and articles. So there are conversations that they have. An episode could be like two hours, and they're ostensibly reviewing something, but the review portion is like 30 minutes. It could be like an hour and a half of them just talking about something random that happened in the anime or they talk about this one person and like these folks have forgotten more about anime than I will ever know in my life. And so I always liked how concise that was, but it was kind of like the hangout vibe. The next one, like the YouTuber, uh, glass reflection, Tristan Arcada, he was my first source of anime recommendations. So something like my segment, I have a segment on the show called the 15 seconds of fame where it's like, I've been talking about this show for an hour or so. Well, let me give a brief shout out. If you like this show I'm talking about, here's a brief mention to uh, something else that is a little bit more niche, maybe, or just hasn't been brought up in a while. I just stole that directly from him. With uh, He does his review, and then he would do alternate anime recommendations, and he would have a, two two columns, one and a two. Okay. And then... Uh, that's pretty neat, though, you know, for people to do that, so... Mm-hmm. As for the structure of the podcast, I was really inspired by a YouTube, uh, also a YouTube channel called Secret Galaxy, or they used to be called like Toy Galaxy. They mainly talk about like merchandising and things from the 80s and anime included. And they have, it's very structured and kind of very presentable. And it's like in two parts. And they put a classic commercial in between and then they run their YouTube ad. So I really like the structure of it. Just like a very top level, here's a brief history of whatever. But as far as starting this podcast, it was really around uh, COVID 2020. I had those three weeks off, and I've always had an idea to do something creative, like either uh, a YouTube space or a streaming space or just something to 
do something creatively output. I do uh, some art on the side, and I've done. I've, I sing. I've uh, done a little bit of writing. Just this is this is like the latest thing uh, of that creative expression. But as far as what I wanted to do specifically, I started uh, in twenty twenty two seriously sitting down and talking to some podcaster friends. Also, there's a podcast. Remember the game. A uh, really big retro gaming podcast, and I talked to him a lot. The host had a lot of creative guys in there, and uh, I was like, "Well, I'm a solo guy. What can I do?" And I kind of ascribe to the theory, at least at first, of I'm not going to do a review podcast by myself because no one's going to give a shit about what I say about something obscure. If it's just a, "Hey, I'm another rev- anime review podcast." And props to you guys for for doing that. You know, it really needs to, to me. It needs to be like a multi-host thing. But yeah, well, I, we don't we don't really one hundred percent focus on reviews. Again, we just yeah, do you guys a just lot talk. of things. So we just yeah, bullshit. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's anime hour. It's a hangout. Yeah, exactly. So the the general to to kind of cut this off a little bit. I was like, well, what I really like talking about, uh, even before anime, I was a big fan of classic cartoons. Like in the Origins episode, I'm a big fan of Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry, uh, a lot of Tex Avery stuff. My favorite, one of my favorite animated movies is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And so there's a whole story and things about the production of that movie. And I just find the history of cartoons to be fascinating. So it's like, well, I like, I'm a history buff. I also like anime. And I want to grow my knowledge as an anime fan. There's the podcast right there. And not a lot of folks are doing this like in-depth review or in-depth look at different podcasts, like, like who talks about it or uh, who uh, who made the cartoon. But I thought I had a kind of a, a unique premise to work with that not a lot of folks are doing. And then for the Treehouse Anime Club, I'm a forester. I work with trees. I always wanted a treehouse growing up as a kid. But I never got one because we were always moving around. But I always had a big tree in the backyard to climb. And so I was like, let's just do it. Treehouse Anime Club. Also, not a lot of podcasts named Treehouse. So it was just kind of, how can I fill in a niche? I enjoy doing it. And I can be a little bit of educational and informative. My goal is like not to go like super duper in-depth, but to give you enough to go like, okay, he talked about such and such and so. Maybe I want to check on like an individual episode who was like, who key animated this scene or who did, who was the, this episode director? Well, I want to give you a head start. I want to give you like your first blush at, if you want to do some deeper research, I've given you your first step and why I think these people are cool. That was the general concept. Awesome. Okay. Um, and I guess going off that, like, if you had to pick one show, one episode of yours that you would recommend like newer listeners to check out or like just uh um which one would it be? Do you have one in mind? My default answer is whichever one's the latest published because that's the one that sounds the best. <laughs> um, I like that. I've yeah. In general though, I've noticed like even my family uh who they've been very supportive through through all of this. And a lot of my folks, like I was, I've, I've, uh, they don't, they don't under, they, they don't watch anime, but they understand that I'm passionate about it. And they're like, they've always encouraged that passion. Even my parents who had like no idea what I was watching, but they trusted I was, you know, being responsible. So 
even amongst my family, they I've got a lot of good feedback about my uh, anime origins episode. I think that'd be a good place to start. It's not like an hour and a half of just info dump. And then, so if it's not the anime origins episode, or if you don't uh, know anything about the latest episode I've done, I have certainly covered something that maybe you watched in the past. And maybe you're feeling a little nostalgic for like Cowboy Bebop. Or I'm surprised the response to Revolutionary Girl Utena. That was, uh, that's, got, that's gotten a lot of response. So, I mean, just go through the list and see what episode strikes your fancy after you go through the Origins episode. And uh, if you want to know a little bit more about the show that you enjoyed maybe 20 years ago, you know. Hell yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, us DJs will be on uh, Dave's podcast, Treehouse Anime Club, like in June, I think. Oh, we're if- talking about that now? Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. So news to me. <laughs> I was about to be on say, the lookout for that. So I got to put that on my calendar. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I was well. Seeing as it is later in the uh, yeah, I was gonna. I've, I've been talking with Tyler a little bit, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll crap. I'll catch back up with you on on that. Yeah, we'll but, see. Uh, maybe in yeah. the future sometime. So awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. We've definitely been talking. Yeah, we've been yeah. we've definitely been talking. So yeah, that's like, great. Like, like, that's spoiler great. alert. <laughs> yeah, well, you should have saved show. You should have saved that for the uh, spoiler zone, dude. Come on. Yeah. Oh, true, true, true. Okay. <laughs> Fumble in the bag, brother. Uh, Come on now. Listen, I didn't tell him what it was. You know, the day's not you know 100. So the beans you know, are spilled, brother. The beans are spilled. What, what is spoiled? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I have no yeah. idea what we're talking about. No, no. I've, I've been voluntold for something, but that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh. i guess that's it for uh our little uh get to know him section uh now we get to the fun stuff so yes definitely go oh, check brother. out tree house anime club i really do enjoy that podcast uh dave does a great job with it guys but like tyler said let's get to catching up on the cult classics and this time guys we are doing ghost stories the dub version specifically so the english uh version of this in america was released in uh, 2000. It was originally rich, written by Hiroshi uh, Hashimoto and adapted by ADB <laughs> Films via Fuji TV. Fuji TV owned the Western rights to this, so ADB did the actual dubbing of this. That being said, boys, uh, I'll give you guys a quick rundown of what's going on with this. So, Ghost Stories is a show that follows a group of preteens as they navigate ghosts coming from an abandoned school. And like I've said twice before already, we're going to mainly going to focus on the dub version because it stands as a really unique and often controversial uh, reimagination of the original Japanese uh, show. So the, this version was renowned for its going to say unorthodox approach mm-hmm. uh, as the dub is pretty cheeky in humor and Western cultural references and kind of transform this supernatural thriller into a comedic experience. And it, greatly diverges from the source material and we will get into that pretty much right now mm-hmm. awesome but first yeah. some further back, uh, background from uh, old dan over here yeah so i thought this was really interesting so ghost stories actually originated as an anthology of children novels by toru sunamitsu in the 1990s he drew inspiration while working at a middle school And it basically just came from him hearing young students gossip about urban legends and rumors. 
So, you know, it's like the things, the classic things you talked about in school, like when you were kids, like don't say so-and-so's name in the mirror three times or you're going to get killed. Like that's where this came from, which I think is super cool. Uh, the series ran for a total of 10 volumes. There was a live action TV adaption, several films, and finally an anime series. And that's why we're here. A hundred percent, my boy, a hundred percent. I know Dave has a bone to pick and he wants to clear the air on some backstory on the English dub. But first, I'm going to ask my uh, regular co-host here, what had you got, and, and Dave also, what had you guys heard about the dub before even knowing or looking into these these rumors? So I have seen this dub show up more times than I can count on like short form media. So people will just take clips of it and they're so out of pocket that you're like, what the hell is this? And I saw a few of these and I was like, guys, we, we got to watch the ghost stories dubbed like this shit is wild. And that's <laughs> kind of how we got into it. And I wasn't aware of like all the controversy about the dubbing itself. I was just like, did the guys from South Park get the rights to make an anime dub? Because <laughs> that's what this is, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, for me, like, I, I haven't never seen, like, any of, like, the shorts or, like, TikToks or anything like that. I just heard from, like, a handful of people that basically they said that uh, this was a failed adaptation or a failed anime over in Japan and that the... Uh, they when they brought it over here for the dubbing, since it was failed, they just got to they was just able to do and say whatever they wanted to. Um, that was what I'd heard um, around, and as like I said, I didn't hear nothing about it. I just heard that it was the dubbed was wild because of that reason. So, yes, and I hadn't heard of this anime at all until Dan started sending me those shorts he's talking about, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we should watch this because this is this is fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, I was really not aware of any controversy surrounding the dub version at, at all. I uh, was just kind of in it for the laughs at the moment. Oh, you sweet summer children. <laughs> <laughs> you went, you went in, you went in pure and came out men. Yes. More <laughs> or less, more or less. Uh, Dave, when you first watched it, I mean, had you really looked into the backstory of it or anything like that? Well, similar to, uh, Tyler, back I've I've known about this show for many many years at this point. But when I originally heard about it, I was in the same kind of headspace. I knew about it in high school because at that point it had been the urban legend of yeah failed anime in Japan. Then the guys came over in oh oh five ADV and they just dubbed some wild wild shit into it. <laughs> and so even as early YouTube, there were some clips floating around because it was very. Uh, if you're talking YouTube came around in 2006, like ghost stories is one of those like, oh, don't let your parents catch you uh, watching this show. You'll get grounded for life, you know, just like so just legendary for some horrible, horrible stuff set on it. So I knew about it, but I hadn't really bothered to watch it outside of, again, just some small short form clips. There's a guy, uh, your bud Tevin. He did a he did an entire drinking game around ghost stories with the, with the crew, <laughs> the anime drinking game, and uh, the first episode just about killed him because the the rules were like anytime someone uh, says any like anytime Momoka says something uh, horribly racist or like someone's going to hell or anytime she's just you know in, in that series like how wild she is. So I knew about it. It was very much an urban legend, but this was the first time I've actually sat down and watched the whole series. 
Boys, I, I just want to know, like, why didn't we do something like this? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Have a drinking game with this, bro. That would have been that would have made this so much like wilder and funner, you know? Because we, we wouldn't died. remember anything to talk about. Damn, you're I'm right. a light, I'm a lightweight. I'm skin and bone. <laughs> and you guys know I already misspell a lot of things in the notes. Imagine <laughs> if I had a few drinks in me, boys. Come on now. You'd be writing at the same level that Kichiro can talk at. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was all that was also a drink every time he did something like that oh stupid kid <laughs> yeah we'd be tanked so, it'd be over yeah i don't think we'd last a whole episode honestly um we'd be down on the floor probably so i will no. say so i think the reason i enjoyed this show so much is because i would watch it like i started watching this a couple months ago and it'd be like late at night and i would just get unbelievably baked and watch this show and it was pure comedy and i think that elevated the jokes for me and i realized that i haven't watched in a while is because i haven't been to a dispensary in a while i'm like oh the math is mathing it's coming together now mm-hmm. <laughs> don't 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 watch this show sober for the love of god <laughs> just yeah, i did that earlier today and it was it was an experience <laughs> Get yourself some gummies. Have a good time. <laughs> Dave, Dave needs a couple of beers in him. Yeah, so I'll go, I'll go ahead and, and kind of like set the, I guess do the setup for what the rumor is, uh, just to make right. it clear for everybody listening, is it's more or less um, that this show, um, Ghost Stories, failed in Japan. And what they had to do to kind of, they're on their last legs. They said, hey, we have to make this work in America so we can make our money back. You guys just keep the character names and the uh, the ghoul names the same. You guys can change whatever you want. And we've come mm-hmm. to find out that is not really the case. And Dave, I'll let you kind of start clearing the air and we'll ask some questions from there. Right. So the first thing to really know about the whole failed in Japan is that's that's not true. I think it really came from from what I was reading and I had one main article to to look at it and I had a couple others but what I can gather is when the license for ghost stories was being negotiated with uh, between ADV and uh, Fuji TV by Animax the word for that the uh, actors and the scriptwriters got from upstairs was this anime failed in Japan and that was actually a, a miscommunication but again everybody believed it and another thing to kind of bring it in is the man who did, who was the ADR director and the scriptwriter and also the producer for the English version of Ghost Stories, is a man named Stephen Foster. And if you, if that name uh, rings any bells, uh, a couple of other of his works, this guy did uh, hi- the dub for High School of the Dead, which is completely wild. Also very referential and like very, uh, just it's very out there. If you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, you know what I mean. Uh, he also did the dub for The World God Only Knows. And a uh, similar vein, we have uh, Cromartie High School, which is already this crazy anime by production IG anyways. Like, just absolute insanity in that show. So he was... He had a knack for heavily altering the source material. But because of this miscommunication and just kind of general vibe... This is what happened. You know, the dub was just, they had free reign to do anything. And it was, it wasn't just him. 
he collaborated with the entire voice cast. And I mean, you have interviews as far back as 2006 and 07 from like Monica Riel. It's like, this is what she was told, that, that, that the show was a failure in Japan. They had to do it. So in actuality, the initial run in Japan did very well. In some cases, I've seen articles where it said it even beat out Pokemon and Doraemon and even Naruto during some weeks. So far from a far from a flop in Japan. And of course, it's had multiple adaptations. Like the anime adaptation is just the latest in this long string of other series. And so that's just happened because of the early age na- nature of the internet and it also the dub kind of became this kind of central marketing portion the renegade nature this just kind of became the established fact and in more recent years like recent years being like past 10 years or so Stephen Foster and crew are kind of walking that back mm-hmm. and you know and some and he's and he's very much of like he doesn't regret doing the dub at all in the way that he did it like he said I would do it again in a heartbeat and Again, some folks like it, some folks hate it. I mean, you you do you, but I got to give him a little bit of credit because here's the thing. It was not a commercial failure in Japan, but imagine bringing this show and trying to adapting it straight. This is a very, very Japanese-specific show in its references. So, I mean, imagine trying to seriously adapt this work and trying to show pass this off to an American audience, like the wider American audience who were used to seeing things like Naruto and like who were like, this is 2005. So we're like full in the grip of the big three. And then you try and pass off this slice of life kind of horror series onto the general public. Right. And um, like going back to what you said about it's the, all marketing, the very Japanese specific references and, and kind of their mythology there. Um, I also read in that article that you sent or some references from that article that the show didn't do well in other parts of Asia. And I was thinking that yes. could be because of the, the Japanese mythology. Now, that, that being said, do you think it would be fair to say um, that ADR had to take, well, took so much liberty because of that? Because they did have to adapt it because it felt elsewhere outside of Japan instead of just in Japan? I think that might have been part of the misunderstanding. But yeah, the ADV films... All, all credit is due. They they did the best job that they I think that they could given the information. But you know, yeah. it, at, at this point, there's so much hearsay. He said, she said that whatever whatever it is, this dub was made to sell a show to the American audience. This is what this dub specifically was made for, and that was that that was their focus. Right. So rumors be what they may, the dub still happened. Very true. Thank very God true. it did. Honestly, and, they did a great job, but we we're still talking about it twenty <laughs> plus years later. So, yeah, I mean, hats off to them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Hats off to them for the reputation. It's completely unique in the anime dubbing experience. So, I mean, you know, it, credit where credit is due. I think that there is a clear effort in the humor. This didn't. This doesn't really come across as a lazy dub to me. But at the same time, it's also a dub that is extremely of its time so incredibly specific to this early 2000s that some of these jokes that they that they make even like the like the electoral college joke in like episode nine i think of like yeah that's referencing george bush and al gore in like the 2000 election like okay yeah that's a that's a joke that would go like completely over the head of anyone nowadays and i barely remembered that was a joke you know yeah it's way more specific than that 
and just so many specific like pop culture things, which is like the death is like the nail in the coffin for any kind of dub like this. Yet the other jokes still, it's just so, it's just so, so many jokes that more tend to land than don't. And the rest of it just kind of, oh, well, that was just a part of the time. Yeah, I think this is a show that if you try to go and watch it, say you're like early 20s, like late 18s, and you don't stay up to date on like history and pop culture of like the previous era, a lot of it's not going to make sense. I mean, there were some jokes that had me rolling on the ground because I was like, holy cow, I completely forgot about like what was going on. I mean, like you said, you mentioned the 2000 election and like... For somebody who is like 18 right now, they're not even going to understand that because they weren't even born yet. Yeah. Right, right, right. (laughs) So, I mean, this is something that is very specific to us 90s kids. And even then, like really the the kind of the the kids before us, like the 80s kids, really, and the adults in the room. Plus, I mean, like I said, we already talked about South Park, but I mean, Family Guy was blowing up. Uh, Another show like Jackass. Oh, yeah. everywhere. So anyway, this was very <laughs> mm-hmm. much not only was it uh, the pop culture humor it was very much just that early 2000s just all of a sudden everything had to be edgy and kind of this dark ironic humor and just sarcasm you know just and, and again some of the words that they say here we, we used to just throw uh, the R word around like popcorn and it's like now it's just like that gets you cancelled I get yeah. you banned. Yes. And I remember like, my my first introduction into that not being an acceptable word. Uh, we had yeah. a group come talk to our fraternity when I was in college. And they kept yeah. saying the R word. And I was so confused about what they were talking about because it was just that normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like 20 we minutes. Were, the R word. What, what, what's going on here? Yeah. So yeah, we were saying that stuff. We were saying that shit in a junior high and just didn't mean anything by it. It's just, yeah. the, you know, just the buzzword or like the, fu- the, the trendy curse word of the day. It so, was, yeah. They used, remember, they used a few trendy curse words. I They yeah. dropped the F, not not fuck, but the other F word quite a few times. I'm like, damn, you yes. couldn't make this. You couldn't make when's this the, these days. Yeah. When's the last time you heard that in a, in actual context? So remember, kids, it might be trendy to curse today, but in 15, 20 years or so, you're not going to be so trendy anymore. <laughs> keep <laughs> your hands clean, boy. You judge, us, keep- you judge us today. You, I'm wagging, wagging my finger at the camera. You judge us today. But just wait when your kids are going to call you uh, old and out of touch and uh, a horrible person for ever thinking such language in the first place. Yes, yes. It was just a part of the times. I was going to say the last time we heard the other F word was Tokyo Godfathers, and we were all pretty taken aback by it. Yeah, that was... It was used seriously, and in this sense, it's used very sarcastically. I'm like, ah, I remember that humor. That's more how it (laughs) was, yeah. For sure. So I think it was just a, a perfect storm there. We had Stephen Foster, who's known to take some liberties, uh, the, the times, and also what was selling in America at mm-hmm. the time. So honestly, they took great advantage of it, and it, it worked. Worked very, very, very well. It's a very, it's a fascinating time capsule, to be sure. Yes, yes. Um, but now I kind of just want to get into the general review of things, and then of course for our listeners, we will keep spoilers out of this section, and we will let you know when the spoiler zone starts a little bit later. Um, but Dan, you told me that this show was, I use always use the term habitual line stepper. And in the first 10 minutes, I do want you, uh, want you guys to explain, like, did that come across in any way in the first, like, say, 10, 10 minutes of the show? Do you remember anything that yeah. you heard that was like, what the fuck is going on? 
I mean, there were just so many lines. Like every every other line in this anime is out of pocket. I mean, like <laughs> you have the scene where um Daski is like carrying a picture of her dead mother. And there is a dead mom joke in the first five minutes of the show, as well Yo. as uh uh ooh, white panties as freaking Hajime is sitting there on his balcony across the way, just looking at Sasuke and she's like lying on the ground. <laughs> like it yes. is out of pocket. Yeah. And I'll tell you guys, so my birthday was yesterday, and so my parents were here. Uh, just my mom was here today. Actually. Oh no! And I was like, you know, mom, I have to work on my podcast stuff. She's like, well, you know, work on it down here in the living room. And I was like, uh, eh. she's like, no, you should do it. I was like, well, I'm going to let you know this is it's going to be an interesting watch, mom, because she like like for you, Dave. My family's very supportive uh, of of this hobby of mine, doing this podcast. And I was like, okay, fine, we'll watch it. But remember that you, you asked, asked for this. For it. Yeah. <laughs> I love, um, mom. Mom, I love you. <laughs> and I'll tell you, boys, the jokes hit different when your mom's sitting next to you. And uh, she, she gave me so many side eyes in the first maybe even five minutes of the show. And I was just over there cackling. It was great. <laughs> what was the episode? Uh, it was the Ooh. first episode. I rewatched the first Oh, the first episode. Morning. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so it's not your fault. It's not your fault, Bass. She did it, it to herself. <laughs> it isn't my fault. Um, but yeah, everything from like the panty joke and then um, Momoko being like a devout Christian. My, my parents are devout Christians as well. So then they kind of making and poking fun of that didn't go over so Ooh. well. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was fucking nuts, boys. It was a morning. I think it's so funny with Momoko because I grew up Catholic and my parent, my mom says would make a lot of remarks about the crazy born again Christians. And Momoko is the shining example of some of the people I have met in my life. There are people who are actually like this. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> not very common in the north. There was one small church in my entire county, and it was conveniently 10 minutes from my high school. So we'd get a few of the Bordigan Christians. And it was like, do you guys know how to talk about anything besides God? Like, we're in math class right now. God, God, God didn't teach you algebra, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck telling them that. Yeah, I was born and raised in South Carolina, the 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 buckle of the Bible Belt, as as they yep. say. So, yeah, this would not have went over very well. But it was it was just fun to see my my mom's face as we were going through this. Man, that honestly yeah. makes it so much better. It did. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it's, it's the funniest when you can relate because again, I've gone to church with these people. So, like, you know, Mississippi down here, born and. <laughs> Born and raised and still here. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very different. Very different. Um, but to kind of get into like the comedic style of the show, guys, um, from the feedback that I got from my mother, the, the first episode was kind of like all over the place. Uh, and they were kind of attempting to establish kind of a thriller comedy style show here. And that made it difficult for her to kind of follow and like what kind of show is this going to be? Um, did you think that? adding this level of comedy to like the thriller uh, archetype here made it hard to kind of get their points across in the first episode or set it up. I mean, if, if they was, if they was going off of kind of, if they was wanting the vibes of the sub version mm -hmm. gave off, then I, I think it would have been dif difficult, but yeah, I don't think you really need to know much to watch the dubbed, uh, because uh, it, it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Right, 
Yeah, and that um, kind of became very apparent to her halfway through the second. She was like, "They're just they're just fooling around. It's not really much to grab on to here." Yeah. I mean, when you're throwing out uh, Kyanu Reeves and uh, uh, probably Jennifer Lopez, uh, with, I'm not yeah, sure if that's in there. But well, everybody, yeah. I mean, anybody and everybody, Alicia, DiCaprio. Um, I mean, they put everybody in this. Do you think that belongs in like a a story about a Japanese ghost? No, it, it doesn't make sense, but... Uh, so I don't think any backstory was needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, she was definitely looking for something. It just wasn't wasn't coming through. Yeah, they took a horror thriller series and turned it into a very dark comedy. Very yeah. dark. We got some and, pretty aggressive jokes. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I, I do want to also ask, like, did that did that kind of outshine the thriller aspect for the people that haven't oh, yeah. watched it? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It was a, it was a completely different show. They're, they're, none of the cast ever took any of the monsters ser- seriously. In fact, some of my favorite jokes are when the cast goes, one of the or like one of the characters goes like, "I don't want to go in there." Oh wait, my character's walking. I guess I have to go now. <laughs> like they just they, like they just straight out like they just straight out. Those are my favorite jokes. They just straight up call out the fact that yes, we're in a horror series. Like okay, in the horror movie, I'm gonna go this direction and you stay here. And the girl's just like, "Son of a bitch, he left me." <laughs> those this is those lying. are. That, that that this is when the joke the the show is funniest to me. This remind this this show kind of reminds me of like a uh, more wild um, like screen uh, scary movie, you know? Oh, uh, scary movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. classic scary That's movie. That's a good comparison. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if like a lot of younger kids would get that reference because um, I don't know if they make those anymore, right? No. Oh. They're definitely uh, not. All I can think of when I think scary movie is that one scene where the main blonde character is talking to a little Japanese boy ghost and they're just <laughs> communicating by like naming Japanese brands like Subaru, Mitsubishi, Toyota. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. And like the subtitles are de- uh, completely different. The, the, the yeah. subtitles yeah. are like perfect conversation. And I'm like, I didn't even blink twice as this as a kid. And now I'm sitting yeah. there going, wow. This is what. <laughs> this is wild. Yeah, spe- speaking of things, very much of their time. Yes, yeah, for Ooh. sure. And we did kind of uh, talk about some similar shows. I mean, and I want you guys to kind of point out like what was it similar to, even if inside of anime or outside of, um, and that some shows people could, they can compare it to if they're trying to decide to watch this or not. I can't the dub the dub. You it go, could you be anime one, or not. Yeah. Any other shows that like would be similar to it in the style of comedy. Oh, um, God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've talked about it, and it kind of comes from the same vein as like early Family Guy, South Park. Like, it's that type of humor. So if you were a kid like me who stayed up till 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night to watch South Park and Family Guy, this will have you rolling on the ground. But yeah. in the sense of like another show with a similar plot, I can't really think of anything. I mean, I can think of like those cheesy ghost hunting shows on like sci-fi. Yeah. And that's really about it. You know, like, <laughs> what's up, ghost? It's your boy, Mike. <laughs> it was giving me like a inappropriate, funny ass Scooby-Doo. Okay. Oh, absolutely. This is this is one great day in short of Scooby-Doo. Oh, wait, they have a cat. This is Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> If if they, they, Trey, they, we have the talking animal, it's Scooby Doo. Yep. There we if, go. If the guys from South Park made Scooby Doo, that's the vein we're looking <laughs> at right here. That's it. That's it. 
I think uh, I'm I'm honestly looking in the direction of like I'm thinking of like fan made stuff like uh, when uh, anime abridging was a big thing before everything became so legal uh so 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 legal heavy so like Dragon Ball Z abridged like their housing oh. work uh I'm also thinking of like Code Mint where with the purple eyes WTF he did, he took Code Geass and made everything completely insane and just stupid just complete well, complete subversion of yeah code man that, that's that was like the it was yeah it's it gets funnier in the in the backer episodes like the front episodes you kind of you can see he's working through his stuff but like yeah that code man is just complete non sequitur but he also had there was also he did like a one piece parody and he had like a brief soul eater parody and so there's one episode it's called none piece and it's like it's like none piece episode five he smashes code man his One Piece guys, and then Soul Eater throws them all together. So, like, Lelouch is a distant cousin of uh, Death from uh, De- of Death to Kid on his old man's side. And his uncle is also uh, a brief, was it? His uncle is also Alucard from Helsing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and Lelouch is just throwing this giant rager of a, of a party, and he baits Death the Kid to the party by saying, I'm about to blow this place up. It's like, that'll bring him running. <laughs> so i mean just that level of humor doesn't like don't don't give a crap don't care about anything uh like what, what else what else can i say i'm only thinking of a bridge series maybe a, a high school d double d like just complete self-aware like this we're, like, we're stupid and we know it and we're just gonna lean into it but it was i can't just think flat of out fun. In real life just it flat out fun time. yeah it was a better time <laughs> it's a more it was a more innocent time I don't know no, about saying innocent. No, yeah. No, no, it wasn't. No, I, 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 I made a, it was a simpler like, time. Maybe innocent? it was a simpler time. <laughs> the, simpler reper- time yeah. the repercussions for doing something like this weren't nearly what they are now. No, there were no repercussions. Yeah. Um, it was great. We, we didn't, we didn't share everything. We kept this to ourselves and we would giggle <laughs> at during the middle of class when we were bored. Yes. Yes. I'm 100% surprised that this is still on Crunchyroll in 2024 dubbed so. i'm not <laughs> I mean, yeah, said, Fuck it, let's run it yeah that's just surprising to me uh in this day and age so but at least they have both versions yeah they do so um but i i feel like um as far as anime go like i know it's not really like it but like gintama like oh, if yeah. gintama oh, yeah. was like darker and edgier like it would be about the same thing, you know what I mean? So that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. actually that's really a good. Great yeah, com- great comparison. And since you mentioned it, mentioned it, Tyler and uh, Dave. So I know Tyler, you watched the sub version as well, just to give a good comparison. Yeah. I don't know if anybody mm-hmm. else did, and mm-hmm. I did not have the chance. Were there any similarities between the two? Yeah. So, um. Hmm. I like I was I think I said this before uh before we started sometime but I I promise you the the dubbed version of this keeps at max maximum and this is being very lenient okay. maybe 25% of the original dialogue at max yeah, the names <laughs> so they they keep a little bit more than that there there's some sections that is like so I watched like I didn't watch like the first three episodes subbed. I just okay. picked random episodes and watched mm-hmm. the subbed after I watched the dubbed. So, um, and it, it's actually insane. It's like like Dave said earlier. It's it's literally a t- 
totally different anime, and it, there is no comparisons to it. Uh, you cannot yeah. compare to subbed and dubbed because it is so much different. Personalities change. Like, they changed almost every personality of all the characters in this show. Um, like, it's just not the same, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. The, um, the only ahead. big similarity, yeah, the only big similarities are, again, they, they kept the ghosts. They said, how, how are we going to take out the ghosts? Like, the exorcism. So, again, the dub would say, oh, we got to do this. Like, this is stupid. Well, we, whatever we have to do. But they would still do the thing. Or they would remark on, like, oh, isn't this like a Deus Ex Machina moment where we have the exact same, where we have somehow have the exact things we need to take down the ghost in this magical notebook? So, other than that, um, the general storylines, like how it starts, I actually appreciate the sub because if you're watching the original show, and it's, it, this also kind of comes across in the dub because a lot of episodes open on like construction work or think things of that nature where like nature is being taken down. So like there's a little bit of a story there, a little bit of a shared uh, uh, motif there. But again, this is more like, it's not so much like nature spirits. These are like, Oh, we sealed this away in this lo- secluded spot. And now a ghost is pissed. But other than that, like the general, the general storyline or like the, the beats of how a ghost is released and then put back to sleep. Mm. That's there. But Everything else, it's a completely different show and just completely different storylines and characters. Okay, I, good good to know. I mean, we talked so much about how different the dub is. I have to ask that question, even if I kind of know the answer there. You know, Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And I mean, I, I feel like um, after watching the subbed and dubbed, the subbed was kind of boring to me. Um, uh, I feel like, okay. like the dubbed, even though it's like off the rails and shit, it's still like a much better it's much it's much more entertaining than the uh original uh version uh I would have to say with you got to take this with a grain of salt though like I only watched like 3 to 4 subbed episodes randomly so I didn't I didn't really get to follow the plot I don't even know if there is plot in the sub because in the dub there is no plot so uh yeah. it's just showing up to the old school somehow and you know just saying stupid shit so <laughs> yeah i think it's interesting that you mentioned that the dubbed is so much you know less boring and i think that really comes down to the fact that the subbed was written for children you know like mm. and the dubbed okay. was written for our demographic people who were born in the 90s lived through all these references and know it you know so i think right. that is really why it comes like, like it's such a hidden gem because of that you know yeah. So Dave, did you watch um your sub watch through? Did you watch them in order at all? Roughly the first couple episodes, and then like okay. Tyler, I, I kind of skimmed through with Tyler as well. The first ten or so episodes I've seen a couple of times, just o- over the years. I mean, when I say over the years, it's like over ten years. Just I would randomly pick an episode or hear about it or mm-hmm. however it is. So eventually, that curiosity gets to me. Like, like, like Tyler said, the du- the uh, original dub is very straightforward. This is what we got to do. You know, this is very episodic. Kind of an overarching thing of just we're putting... It's like Natsume's uh, Book of Friends. Like, here's a bunch of spirits, and you have a book of friends that... Here, we're going to hang out with this spirit this episode. And kind of just the overall goal is to collect them all. Well, ghost stories. The overall goal is 
all of this stuff happens and we got to put these ghosts back to sleep before something bad happens. Oh, wait, something bad happens. <laughs> yeah, understood, and, understood. And I want to also say, like, in the dub, uh, in the sub, like the original um, Japanese uh, version, like Momoko, for example, she's like a very religious different character. Like, person. She doesn't mention religion like I don't even think once out of the, all the episodes that I watched no. in the uh, in the Japanese version. That's how drastic uh, the difference is in this. And she's not the only one that they like mess with. Like they done it across the board pretty much. Like the male uh, character, I don't know his name, the jerk one, you know, uh, in the dub, the one that seen uh, the neighbor kid, you know? Hajime, yeah. 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 He, he's not as much of a jerk in the Japanese version. Uh, you know, he's a big jerk slash perv in the dubbed version, but he's not at all like that. Uh, he's only just, he's a small fraction of that in the Japanese oh, okay. version, so uh, it's just a lot yeah. of different things, so... Also, Leo's not Jewish. Yeah. Nope. Leo dude. isn't even Jewish. <laughs> that's, that's, a Jap- that's a Japanese boy. That's a little Japanese boy. He ain't no Jewish boy. Oh, no, he, shit. He's a Jewish boy. Don't lie to me. Deep down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, okay. little, little, um, the little brother, uh, Kiyachiro, um, he doesn't okay, uh, have like screaming moments either, so... He's, uh... the, cast hate, the cast hated that kid. The English cast hated that kid. <laughs> they wanted it to make. They wanted that. They wanted everyone to hate that kid. God, he was, I hope you're adopted. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was there for incidental dialogue. So I mean, you could tell the English cast was. He would just parrot whatever thing. Like, okay, Captain Obvious. That's what the kid was. He was a punching bag. Yeah. Yes, like literal. He. This is butters. This is Butters. Yes. Wow. So yeah, very, very different. I'm glad I asked that question. Uh, that kind of clears up some things for me. I think I'm going to go back and watch this up um, as well, just to see what's going on with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, you, you might enjoy the sub better, Bass. Uh, I know, I know you like the uh, history and uh, stuff like that aspect of it. So you might enjoy it better, you know? Yeah. Nah. I'll definitely, definitely let you know. We'll, we'll nah. see. We'll see. <laughs> Nah, Every, everything not. in little portions everything in in, in moderation i could yeah. i could only watch about two three episodes at most in a day e- either either version just like okay that's that's an hour of my life gone what else what else do i want to do with today right. also i will say the voice for the cat amana jaku uh i i i, re- I recognized it uh subbed uh the original mm-hmm. japanese it is oh. actually frieza kuasuchi and Caesar the Clown, Caesar oh, Clown yeah. from One oh, yeah. Piece. That that is uh that's who is the VA for uh, uh Manajaku, the, mm-hmm. the spirit cat. So okay, I was trying to figure out who that was. Yeah. Excellent, yeah. excellent, cool man. So th- that kind of leads me and really to my final question. Um, did any did you have any favorite characters from the dub, or did any characters really stand out to you guys yeah. above the others? Hit me, Dan. I was such a fan of Amano Jaku. Like, just like how much of a dick he was was so funny. And like, the best line, one of the best lines of this, and this is, I think Dave said it was his favorite line is, Ron, it's a ghost and she's a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was just so out of pocket. He was such a dick. He's like, I hope all you kids fucking die the entire time. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, no, he was definitely my favorite character. Um, the other ones were a little insufferable for me. I I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed uh, Satsuki, uh, which is the uh, I guess character, the main character. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed her character. She was uh, pretty funny, but I don't think out of the episodes I watched, she really didn't step over that line. Um, if she did, she she only did it maybe once or twice. Uh, whereas like the Hajime, like he steps over the line quite a bit and stuff like that. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, for as the line being as for what's acceptable nowadays, you know, uh, I also really enjoyed, back uh, then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I also really enjoyed her brother. I, I, whoever the VA, the dubbed VA for that character is phenomenal because he can make some weird sounds, bro. And I really enjoyed that. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's about all I got. Uh, the care, uh, I didn't really like Momona, Mo, Momoko, uh, yeah. I believe her name is. It yeah, just Momoko. got old. The religious shit just got old for me. Uh, yeah, I wish they would have dialed that down some, and I think that would, she would have been a better, funnier character. So, I actually really liked her character. Um, yeah, just because I know people like her. Okay, and it was funny to see that kind of person in this setting. <laughs> so I actually had, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had she she had a few really good lines in there. Like the the the, the lines that they that did hit, it was like a, just a gut punch. I I was dead. But yeah. So some of that. I actually kind of prefer, oddly enough, I do kind of prefer Momoko in the dub because in the sub, she's really just there in the original dub. She's just kind of there and she her role is to be the occasional spirit medium. Like she really doesn't contribute anything the, uh, of substance really to that to that sub. But the, I do I do enjoy her it, 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 in, in the ironic, ironic sense of, of her, her uh, character in the dub. Very good, very good. They, they um, so I have a did. question. Should mm-hmm. we drop some of our favorite lines that are just completely out of reference of the episode? That way, like, yes. listeners can 100%. understand what we're talking about. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. there is a, I forgot what episode it's in, but there is communication between Sasuke and, sorry, my dog's freaking out. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Uh, <laughs> Sasuke and Momoko, where Sasuke walks up to her and she goes, hello, sinner. And Momoko says that to her, and Sasuke replies, "Can you just go bomb an abortion clinic or something?" <laughs> yeah. And Momoko's response is, "Just you wait. When that wonderful president <laughs> finish stacking the Supreme Court, we won't have to." And that joke told the fucking future, guys. Like that is Donald Trump in a nutshell. Like Holy I was cracking shit. up. <laughs> well. An amazing line. <laughs> okay, foresight. okay there were so many good ones another one was uh during the episode with the running ghost i enjoy running with you why don't you have any shoes did the crips take yours too they took mine yeah. and my dad only buys me cheap ones from payless now like it's so stupid <laughs> but it's it so great. funny been down that road been down that road and uh, Sasuke's one really out of pocket lied is the piano ghost episode where she's potentially going to die and she says to Kichiro I'm sure I'll live a long life of heartbreak and alcoholism before a ghost yeah. takes me and I'm like damn that hit, that, that's, hitting, that's hitting home for a lot of people <laughs> Ther- therapy in a bottle 
I think I laughed like a lot when uh, Momoko asked. She she just seriously, uh, just straight up was like, "What does bootylicious mean?" <laughs> I just died. <laughs> oh, there was a th- there was one line that also was like, "Oh man, someone had a some little little bit of uh, trauma built in." It's like, "Must be nice to have a friend." Everyone here hates me. <laughs> it's like, ow. <laughs> And uh, there were some, think, there were some amazing ones in the in the racing oh. one too, in the in the foot race one. You remember when oh. uh, they were they were they were training they were training uh, Keiichiro, and you got the guys behind. Oh, us, yeah. You want to be an Air Force Ranger? You want to live a life of danger? You don't want to be bumped by a stranger? Come on, what are you, a little sidekick? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think the first uh, ever thing I saw from this oh. show was during that episode, and it was during the training montage. And it's, that's it. That's what I'm talking about. Think of a big black man chasing you. And you just hear Ketro with this absolute gibberish. And he falls over on the ground. And Hajime goes, well, I guess he's not racist. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I need to watch this. (laughs) Yeah, you sent me that one. And I was like, what the fuck? What are you looking at online, Dan? (laughs) What the fuck is this, dude? The algorithm is a mysterious beast. Okay. All right. They they even be out here referencing the casting couch and everything else, boys. Like it's 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 absolutely wild. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, within like a few minutes of the first episode, they also say giggity giggity. Yep, which yes. was like which was like oh shit, they're already going like Family Guy references, you know? Obviously, so mm-hmm. is that's only giggity giggity I know. So, <laughs> but uh, definitely definitely some wild times. Uh, um. I think at one time, Crick, I don't know if this is uh, what they was trying to portray, but uh, they was, uh, Hajime was trying to imitate, uh, I, I assume, Japanese language. And he was right. just saying, like, diggity, diggity, jiggity, what I got about to get it really fast. I was this like, is, wow, that's this, wild. This was so funny to me. So he comes up on a closed road and goes, oh crap, it's in Japanese. Yeah, this is, yeah, this this is a, a little boy in Japan, and <laughs> he said some very extremely racist things in Chinese. Uh-huh. And goes, "Oh wait, that's Chinese. Good thing I yeah. speak barricade." <laughs> Just walks <laughs> the other direction. <laughs> yeah. Woo, what a ride! This what show ride. is uh, completely uh, off the rails, like I said. So. Yes. Yes. But um. Guys, uh, that's pretty much what I have for like the general review, the non-spoilers. Uh, mm-hmm. So to close this one out, um, I want to go ahead and go through and give you guys, I uh, want some of you guys to give some ratings, uh, one through 10 per usual, uh, just to get to uh, Dave in it. Dan, how about you go first? Yeah, so with these cult classics, I'm going to give it two ratings like I did with Golden Boy, because I feel like that's right. <laughs> As a show itself like mid as mid can be hard five but if you're looking for like that super cult like classic humor that we've been discussing like this is a solid nine out of ten man it is so funny the show itself is not good but like the dub is really just what takes it to that level of oh my god i'm rolling on the ground laughing okay excellent excellent now our guest please I'm in the same camp as Dan. It's like as a as a show out of ten, solid five. Just even even a four for me. I, there there are moments I just can't I couldn't stand this show, and that's just 
sub and dub. It's not really up my up my alley. So I mean, I'm giving it a. I'm going lower. I'm going like four, three and a half. Uh, like you said, this is a show that if you were in a college anime club or just any kind of hanging out with the boys and just a night of uh, doing a watch party, couldn't ask for something better. If in honestly, in small bites, two or three episodes, perfect. That's all. That's all you need. And so in that regard, yeah, nine nine out of ten in terms of uh, just bullshit hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and then kind of like for myself uh yeah i'd probably give it a, a high three low four type area uh close to you dave it's it would be good background noise just like how f- uh family guy or oh okay okay or south park is for me you know you're doing something else maybe you're on your computer looking for something and she got it on in the background uh, other than that the, the entertainment value for me kind of wasn't there i know dan was loving the the, the jokes and whatnot um, hit or miss, hit or miss. Uh, like like uh, like we've all said, there's not really much there outside of like the comedy. So, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Mid at best. Hell yeah. Uh, I guess for me, like this show kind of reminds me of something I once heard someone say, uh, and I can't remember exactly where I heard it from. If it was a show or another person, I'm not sure. But uh, you know. What they say isn't bad as long as they discriminate equally, and they did. <laughs> that is true. They make yeah. fun of everyone. Uh, and you know, uh, this this show is like very edgy and sometimes very dark humor, kind of like what they said, like Family Guy, South Park. If you like that kind of stuff, I definitely hundred percent recommend this. Uh, for you, uh, the dubbed version, of course. Um. But it, like they also said, this show is not a show that you can binge. It's episodic. You you should only watch a couple episodes at a time and while you're chilling or whatever. I think uh, that's what I would do, um, you know, no, on a normal basis. Cause, and I think this show is pretty funny. It's uh, I laughed a lot during it. Um, uh, like I said, there's some dark humor in it as well. And it does tiptoe on the border of like right and wrong a lot, I feel like. And sometimes it crosses over that border, um, as you'll see if you do watch this. But I'm going to give this two ratings as well. One for the subbed. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of different. Oh. I'm going to do one for the subbed. And I'm going to give that a four because the sub, I would have dropped it after a couple episodes, honestly. Um, but the dubbed, I think I would give it around a low seven. Uh, seven and a half um because i enjoy it but i don't like necessarily love it you know what i mean so excellent yeah we were kind of all over the place with the ratings but i think that's just if it's your cup of tea or not we're in the yeah. general camp yes the show we all cool agree guys. it's not good but it's funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny more or less yeah <laughs> Well, now, guys, it's that part of the show where we kind of dive deeper into the plot. So if you have not seen this and you want to check it out, uh, skip this section. This is our spoiler zone. What plot? Yeah, If I say spoiler alert, there is none. Look, man, (laughs) I had to do something with these questions. (laughs) No, I I, I understand, you know, there's a there's a story structure and there's a saying, whatever, I don't care about this show. You, You do your thing. (laughs) <laughs> yes yes i was debating not even having this section <laughs> to be honest with you um but what yeah a coin flip laying on tails instead of heads 
Yeah, it was pretty bad, man. It was pretty bad. <laughs> all right, well, hit hit me with what you got. I'm ready. All right, all right, all right. So uh, we did talk about the differences in general um, between the sub and the dub. So I kind of want to open up with that as well. And so how we talked about the exorcisms um, being similar and then the kind of, I guess, the introduction of those, uh, I'm going to say ghosts, uh, coming into the story. But how did how they work with them, how do they grapple with these supernatural elements? How did that differ between the two, between the sub and the dub? Mm-hmm. Like I said, if the you can dub, give you more specific references or yeah, what there's the nothing dub there, there's nothing there. Was straight comedy, like like they didn't fear it, but um, like I think Dan said earlier, uh, but the sub, like it actually tried to be like a thriller, or ghost uh story, like it it was more serious. Um, like they was actually scared. They they showed that they were scared, and I feel like that watching the subbed only, you would be led to believe that this was actually a scary situation. Um, in in all of the ghost uh, meetings or whatever, you know, um, which we didn't get that vibe from the dub because you know that went out the window. Um, obviously, but uh, do you think the same way, Dave? Yeah, I I do. I I do have to say for at, for as it is and the kind of the general audience vibe that it's going for, the monster designs pretty solid. Like I I do have to give it to this. Like the art direction on the show is is good. It's um nothing really is standing out to me like oh I remember this scene or this scene. Like I really just remember individual monsters, individual ghosts. But as far as how the the ghosts were approached, I mean, again, like I said, exact same terminology, exact same method, just the reasons behind uh, having these exorcism tools or the reason that they had to do these exorcisms was still the same. But again, the methodology and the approach was completely different. So it's they it's played more seriously in the original dub, as as you would expect. But again, uh, I'm just going to repeat this here. It's Japanese Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Except the ghosts are actually ghosts and they can, there are some actual stakes. Like some kids are actually put in danger. So that was a little, at moments, it was kind of surprising to go like, oh, this kid could actually die here if, if this goes one other way or direction. So the Japanese, uh, when, when the kid friendly to the Japanese is not exactly kid friendly here over in America. As I learned uh, when I tried to show my mother uh, Spirited Away, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a whole <laughs> scene of where uh, No Face barfs up his entire meal. And uh, she doesn't do vomit. So oh. that that, that okay. one's on me. I was, uh, I was sitting there watching. I was like, should have shown her Kiki's, Dave. Like, should have shown her Laputa. Like, ugh. Oh, well. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't do well with blood or vomit. Uh, so it is... Uh, she, she was on board until that moment. So again, kid-friendly to Japanese. They're, they're a lot more, uh, shall I say, okay with showing uh, tense situations in cartoons. So if you want to play it seriously, the dub, the, the original dub is there. But you got it. A lot of the other show is just sitting around and a lot of talking and waiting for... It, it's just a lot of talking and not much going on. It's, it's a very straightforward show. Yeah, that's and, why I thought it was kind of boring. So yeah, it's but, um okay. It's if you don't like slice of life, it's like some of the worst practices from slice of life. Just kids doing something stupid, or there's got to be a just a the theme of the show, or there's like an event like the sports festival, 
okay, we got to spend this whole time doing a sports festival. And I guess a ghost shows up, I guess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the English dub just really, they're like, we, we have this to work with. So I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that was some some solid answers and kind of like what I was trying to get at for the question is uh, as it was what, what do you think? What, what do you think, Dan? Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch the sub, so I don't have a lot of input on that, but like I just really enjoyed the dub, man. I don't even know how to explain <laughs> it. I just thought it was funny. Peak hey, that's trash. fair. Bears repeating. Yeah, peak trash, boys. I love peak it. Peak trash. Yeah. Yes. Um, and yeah, we did also talk about kind of how ridiculous the, the the voice actors were trying to be, and uh, also in that article you sent to us, uh, Dave, it did talk about them trying to outdo each other with the ridiculousness as the show. Oh yeah, the ad libs. Yeah, yeah ad libs. Trying to go crazy with it. Yeah, the self referential. Well, again, kind of in the vein of favorite uh, lines. There's one where it's like, "These are the fastest lip lip, lip flaps I've ever had to sing to." Oh wait, where I'm done. So, and they just kept that. Uh, if you look through, mm-hmm. if you look through the actual credits of the English dub, you've got, of course, Stephen Foster on as a head writer, but then on like ADR script, you have basically the entire English cast with with writing credits, essentially, because everyone was just in the thing. Like the other thing that I, oh yeah, I just remember, like speaking of lip flaps, that was all the that was the only other uh, stipulation to the dub. Like they it had to match the lip flaps, so they couldn't just say whatever. They had to actually work with it, which is why I say the dub wasn't low effort at all. But right, it was they had to time just, it they, up they, to they, what the lips are. Yeah, what the lips are. Exactly. Saying. So in, yeah. in some instances, they were like, "Oh my god, this this character's doing a is doing that whole thing." It's like, "Oh my god, I'm losing my lips." So, <laughs> and then you have one of my favorites is actually the ending of the. If we're talking spoilers, one of my favorites is actually uh, from Amana Jocko as he closes out the series. As he's like one taking out the big bad, like this is what am I doing? This goes against my entire character arc up to this point. I should be glad these kids are dying. Okay, whatever. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I better get a Grammy out of this, or I better get an Oscar. <laughs> like, this, I'm about to deliver an Oscar winning, not not a Grammy. I'm sorry. I better deliver an Oscar winning performance out of this. And then the rest of the dialogue is, man, he deserves an Oscar from the rest of the cast. <laughs> and then as the as the credits are rolling as like the the ending of Amanajako sacrifices himself to defeat the big bad and then he ends up actually the Amanajako ends up uh, basically reincarnated or sleeping under a tree. And so the final shot is the cat looking back at the tree and meowing. And so as the credits are about to roll all of a sudden you hear Amanajako go, "I'd like to thank my agent, my fellow performers." <laughs> For giving me this opportunity, his voice as you see, he gives this long speech, and his voice just fades out as the credits are rolling, and just jokes like that. It was just, yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. that. Okay, what I, I was going to ask, uh, did that increase in, in, in comedic style and them trying to outdo each other? Was it noticeable? But it sounds like it very much was. You yeah, you go into the back half of the episodes on the dub, and you can see like the first the first couple episodes I found them like incredibly hard to watch. But the back half they got some really good jokes because it's like okay they're comfortable, they're like okay we're actually fully doing this. So <laughs> yeah, the the last the last three episodes in particular, starting like what was it episode no the episode thirteen was uh was the Da Vinci Painter I think, where they where they brought in uh, Vic Mignogna as a as a uh, what was it he he wanted a pseudonym. Yeah, Odie Frost, Frost tips. <laughs> whatever, whatever that means. 
And of course, of course, he's voicing in the episode where this artist is being very hands-on with uh, his subjects. I'm just like, <laughs> like that is a, that is a dark prediction into the future, or just if really into the present. But like, oh my gosh, uh, yeah. But yeah, what? you can you can tell they really were just like wilding at that point. You get to about episode thirteen onwards, and it's like, okay, they they're they're cooking now. Yeah, and one thing I thought was interesting is that. And I don't remember if we said this or not. Um, so basically, whoever showed up first to the studio got to set the tone for the day. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And each time, that's why every it. episode gets a little crazier because they're like, oh, they did this last episode. I got to one up that. So it's whoever showed up <laughs> first got to basically be like, this is how aggressive we're going to get. And it just went off the rails from there. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So maybe I should try to check out a couple of the, the later ones. Uh, because yeah, it definitely lost me. I got through about seven or eight episodes. It definitely lost me by that point. Yeah, and it kind of sounds it hadn't how, like it didn't really open up to what you guys were talking about until a little later than that. I mean, I feel like it's the same thing. It's just like you know, uh, <laughs> like if you didn't like the first seven or eight, then you're probably not going to like the last half either. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of the same thing as as, as the first half, pretty yeah. much. So, okay. It's, okay. It's I won't waste it's my very time much, then. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much the the humor itself doesn't change. It just becomes the chaos becomes a little bit more channeled. A little bit. All yeah. Right. All right. Maybe it's worth a watch, maybe it isn't. I'll, I'll let you boys know. I'll let you boys know. Um I did want to get to a, a couple of things that I noticed in the plot and there was one thing that Tyler asked me. Uh, so like during the episode we found out that Kichi, Kichiro, Kichiro, Kichiro. and uh, Sasuke's uh, mother was a teacher at the old haunted uh, school there. And I know Tyler said he felt like that was just too big of a coincidence. Was this explained at all? I know there's hardly any plot, so they may have not gone back to it. But did you guys notice that or did they explain it at all? Um, I mean, they mentioned right in the first episode that his father met her there. Yeah. So I'm assuming yeah, okay. that it was while she was the principal. I don't think they, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was when they were kids there necessarily, but it mm. was like, they no, might have no, met. No, it was. Did, it was? Yeah. It, the, speaking of that, that episode, I was just talking about the, the Da Vinci one that it, also time travel happens in that episode. Spoiler. <laughs> oh. So they, okay. Sats, yeah, Satsuki uh, travels back to, through through a painting, no less. So the, the whole Da Vinci painter, it, it was a weird episode and the dub was very much, that's, that's one, if, they, if you're going to have an episode to watch, I would say watch the episode 13 or the, the one that says Da Vinci. I would, I would say go watch that one dub. But uh, yeah, the general storyline, there's a painting, the ghost comes out of the painting, and they use the painting to travel back in time, and Satsuki meets her mom, very Back to the Future-esque. Uh, okay. All right, all right, all right. And they did save the cat in the end? This is more for me, personally, and, and my, my concerns. The cat, the cat lives, Amana Jocko doesn't, really. But yeah, okay. the cat... <laughs> okay. The, I thought I thought for a segment that there 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 is a one in the final fight where the cat like just gets absolutely bitch slapped out of the air and it is a this cat is a bloody mess. It's like I don't know how your organs aren't liquefied at this point taking a hit like that. But I mean the cat is just a ball of blood but he stands up and Manajako is still is still fighting. So somehow the cat survives. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm an but, owner of a black yeah. cat. So when when they lost the cat saw, I was like, where's the cat? 
Where's yeah, you're not, going? You're not, you're not going to like it because also in episode 20, it's also implied heavily that Keichiro kills all of his pets. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah. Well, this Damn. is a dub. Yeah, the dub. Yeah, the Holy dub. Like, they shit. really hate that kid because the kid's like, this black cat, they're remarking like, this is the last episode, so some wicked stuff better be happening. And Keichiro is like, I like this kitty. He's made it further than all of my other pets. I've gone through nine goldfish, a parrot, and he's just like listing off these other pets. Like, this kid's a menace. It, just in the dub, just out of nowhere. <laughs> they really, they really, really hated this kid. So yes, they they said this kid kills pets. Hmm. So God in the dub, damn. in the dub, I don't know if Kaya's gonna make it. I can't. Fuck. I can't say. In the, <laughs> okay. You may, you may want to watch it subbed. <laughs> Maybe Fuck. the cat lives at the end. All right. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that was a big sticking point. I was like, yo, what happens to this fucking cat? Uh yeah, the cat the yeah. cat the cat's fine. Okay, very, very maybe, maybe. Um but yeah, in this in the second well, that was really the first episode, and then we saw it again in the second. Hajime also, uh kept calling out the color of Satsuki's uh <laughs> panty yes. color. That yes. continues the whole time. Uh so in one episode later on, um I I forget which one, but uh, uh-huh. She actually, she actually wears uh, what she calls in the dub like Nike, um, like leggings. And oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> she yeah, changes to like, leggings. You're not gonna get me anymore. I'm wearing Nike leggings from now on. She's <laughs> wearing the uh, compression compression shorts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm no, glad she also... built up some defenses. Defenses there. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's also in the subs. That's just they they just leaned into Hajime being a horny preteen. Yeah. That, that's that's okay. all that was. The, those jokes are in the sub. And even again, last episode, there's like Momoko uh, climbs over the boys to uh, get into a vent, and the, there's a full blown view of uh, Pantsu, and both of the boys are blushing. She's like, "What are you two waiting on? Our boners to go down?" <laughs> like, good <laughs> lord. <laughs> so I gotta ask: Did they use the terminology "chub" material in the uh, in the subtitle version? <laughs> I don't think they did. Uh, they probably did not. Um, I didn't watch this one subbed th- that episode, but uh, yeah, yeah. My uh, my mom couldn't understand what he said, and I was like, "We're just not going to go back to that. It's not important, <laughs> no. mom. It's not no. important." <laughs> oh man, he's going hey. camping. <laughs> yeah, basically. <the> <laughs> So I mean, towards the, I think it was towards the end. It was towards the end of this the second episode, and they were dealing with the toilet demon. Oh and God, yeah, Hanukkah. They were they had to get water in the jar, right? They 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 had the kanji uh, symbol on the jar. And where did you guys? Where y'all's minds go? Because I I thought something very very fucking crude was going to happen at that point. I was in the same spot you were. <laughs> I was oh. like, please don't piss in the jar, please. <laughs> I mean, I knew they wasn't going to piss in it because obviously that, that didn't happen in the original, you would think, you know, so uh, I didn't expect that. The, if they if they was able to, like, add animated scenes into it, then they would have. Mm-hmm. They would have pissed in the jar, but they wasn't able to <laughs> add animated scenes into this. They was just able to change the dialogue, which makes it better. So they did not piss in a jar. <laughs> There would have 100% been a remark about being dehydrated or something like with a bright yellow jar. Yeah. 
Yeah, Tyler, I only had about 10 seconds to really uh, come to my conclusion. So I didn't get to think through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in my head, I was like, no, they're not going to, you know, I had the same thought. I was just like, they can't, though, because they yes. can't animate this. So. Very true. Very true. Yeah. But, and I was like, honestly, this is a very innocent way to, to end this scene. I was like, this is great. <laughs> okay. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. Yeah. Um, And then we also. I mean, we brought it before is like the American references, even though they're in Japan. Um, and we and one I wanted to point out, I didn't get to point out at the, at the time was they're talking about the arts festival paying for the fucking football team. And I was like, yeah, this this they they went a little little off the rails here. But hearing what you guys have said, they they kind of kept with that whole American theme, even though it was a Japanese yes. high school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was trying to make sense out of it thinking maybe they're talking about football and not Americanized football, but they definitely were talking about some quarterbacks and running backs there. So, yeah. So, um, uh, with, with that, you know, speaking of that, like I, I'm going to give you an example of like how different it is. Mm-hmm. So like that conversation, I wrote it down. Uh, the teacher asked, what should we do? So in the subbed uh, Japanese version, the teacher asked, what should we do? Principal the principal responds. We don't have much choice. We'll hold this year's school uh, fine arts festival in the old schoolhouse auditorium. And then it's like an overlay of students saying what? Well, in the dub, it says, what do you think? You're the principal. And the principal says, I hate the arts festival, but it pays for the football team. This year's festivals will be at the old schoolhouse. And the students say, what? You know, a bunch of what's. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's just one little, like, couple lines, uh, like a 30 seconds of dialogue and you see how drastically it changed. So, mm-hmm. so that's, that's just the whole, that's the whole difference. It's just wild. So. Yeah. A completely different show there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and another point and that I wanted to point out was kind of Leo, <laughs> you know, being very into spirits and then not thinking any problems of it about the school play. And I thought it was a really odd switch up. And I don't know if you any of you guys noticed that he just kind of was like, "All right, I'm the star now. Like you, you everybody can fuck yes. off, and there's nothing yeah, wrong." The ego came in heavy. <laughs> Paul might when they tried to go stop him from eating that dinner. I don't remember what it was, and then he's like slams the door. Call my agent if you want an autograph. Get those books out of my face. I was like, "Damn, the homie really wants to be the lead in the Phantom of the Ghost Opera." So yes. great, great name there. You know, we uh, we changed things a little bit. <laughs> For sure, for sure, for sure. But yeah, uh, that was pretty much all the questions I had. There really wasn't much plot going on in here. Uh, usually we spend a little bit more time on, in this section, in the spoiler zone. Um, if there's any specific things you guys want to add about your ratings, any specific parts of the show, feel free to do that now. Other than that, uh, we can kind of just do some final thoughts on it and get up out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think this show really just goes to show that uh, dumb comedic humor can can last a long time because this show came out in 2005 dubbed. And I mean, we're talking about it uh, 19 years later. So if you're into that old, early 2000s, really raunchy humor, this is a great, great show to watch. Um, mm-hmm. But you drink some drink some beers or uh take some <laughs> shots or smoke some smoke some weed before you do it because it really elevates the humor <laughs> yes and i think if you enjoy something like a south park or a show like that it is enjoyable uh, to a certain yeah. extent um 
South Park writing is 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 leagues better, obviously, but of course. Um, but yeah, it, it has the same feel to it, and I think it is enjoyable. Like Dave says, and you know, maybe two episodes, three at a time max, and you can go on about your day after that. Yeah. So uh, I I don't know if y'all was able to figure it out, but so um uh what's her name Satsuki and her brother sometimes uh as well mm-hmm. they will say instead of saying uh they'll say like what the and then they'll say like something like visity yuck or something like that what the hell are they saying does anybody know i think they're just trying to put a word in there instead of dropping the f-bomb because they probably legally couldn't yeah because oh, they, okay. that's what i think yeah, yeah that's like, what i got from it as well yep yeah, I'm sure they had some stipulations about um, certain words. And obviously, okay. some of the words they used weren't as big of an issue back then. But you still couldn't say fuck on TV, which is why, like, correct, you'll, you'll never see that in Family Guy unless you're watching, like, a DVD version of right. it. It is so wild that, you, like, that's where they draw the line at in a show like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just how it used to be yeah. on TV. I think it still still is. Like, the F-bomb is, like, the, the top-level... Uh, curse word there okay, yeah but now okay. through streaming we can hear it all the time exactly yeah because yeah, <laughs> south park like you said off. family guy they all did bleep out that word back in the day don't know if they still do yeah. i don't watch cable television well south south park revolutionized the cable tv by making shit normal just saying it mm-hmm. but even on even on tv they never dropped the f-bomb and it's again in a pg-13 movie you get one <laughs> yes Every, yeah. you get one and it you belongs get, you get one it belongs to Samuel L. Jackson if he's in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clearly, I mean, come on, you gotta have one motherfucker. <laughs> it's the man. The man is an artist, <laughs> and yeah. fuck is his paintbrush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, did you have any more questions you wanted to ask? Uh, anything? Anything is fine. Uh, before, so um, another thing that's been brought up by like multiple people is that. They say that um, uh, if you don't feel like like putting your time and effort into like watching a whole, I think nineteen or twenty episodes of this dubbed, uh, I they they uh, a lot of people say that it's just better to go watch a YouTube video full of like all the uh, crazy and outlandish uh, like quotes from it, and you'll get the vibe of this. You you'll have your laughs without having to spend the time to actually do what we did so sit down and watch it so yeah i feel like some context does help with some of the outlandish stuff they say though yeah. um like before i watched it i went and watched like a youtube compilation and i was like what the hell is this i gotta go check this out and figure out what context half this stuff they're saying is in and it definitely kind of brings it more full circle for you to watch the show absolutely I think in a, in a kind of related fashion, I'll again refer back to uh, your bud Tevin, because you have you you can kind of watch the episode and then the color commentary on top of it, which is kind of uh, an analog way of watching it with the boys uh. and just uh, them them reacting as well. So, you know, it, there's there's a reason he's kept doing that anime drinking game series. But yeah, that that's how I discovered his content was. I did a ghost stories compilation just to kind of remind myself what it was a couple of years ago. And then he came up in my recommends. I was like, okay, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. But, um, do you yeah. guys, I, I have a, yeah, I'll you go, go ahead, it. Dan. No, I was right. going to say, I think the only reason we haven't done an anime drinking game is because we don't <laughs> want to step on his toes. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did have a general question. It kind of goes with uh, I I had one or two shows written down here, but if there's something like okay, maybe Ghost Stories is not exactly the niche horror anime pick because like let's let's be honest, horror in anime uh, is a very select or the widest genre possible, depending on your criteria for horror. But I wanted to know if you guys had thought about any other uh, horror or horror-adjacent anime to check out, like, in, instead of Ghost Stories, or just either straight or ironic. I mean... I'll wanna... oh, go for it, Tyler. I'll talk after. I had to watch uh, one of the scariest anime of all time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. What I was going to say is, the one that pops up for me is Perfect Blue. I, I feel like that's True. a very good, uh, like, thriller uh slash uh scary um it, it can be scary as well uh, especially in today's day and age if you look back at what the themes of that is uh it can definitely be more on the scary vibes um but that that's my answer uh i'll let dan get to his uh whatever he was gonna say yeah more I mean, time to search <laughs> no uh perfect perfect blue was it's a really good psychological thriller and it really like I don't know if I'd call it a horror anime because like it's not like jump scares and like ghosts and stuff like that, but it definitely is fucked, you know? Yeah. It's but, a thriller, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, definitely a... that J horror side. Okay. But yeah. But uh the one that I had to watch, uh, if you haven't gone back and listened to the episode where we watched the worst reviewed anime of all time. Oh shit. Um <laughs> I had to watch Pupa and it is twenty-eight <laughs> minutes of what the fuck I wanna go. Hide, hide under my blankets because like it is just fucked like the sound of people oh. eating each other um a lot of weird creepy incest vibes uh demon babies you know all that stuff uh it is 20 minutes 28 minutes of my life i will never get back but i'm glad i watched it and he wants I more I, I think i remember him saying he wanted more well he yeah to see the demon baby i wanted to fucking see a demon baby and i guess like <laughs> No, it's five minute episodes and there's like 10 of them or something like that. I don't know. It, okay. Like, but it's actually only like it's a minute and a half intro, a minute outro and like three and a half minutes of anime. Like there's like eight of them. Yeah, it's like 28 minutes or something like that. And um, it is awful. But um, it's one of those things like you have to watch, you know? <laughs> OK, OK. Yeah, I generally try to stay away like, from like the thriller horror genre in general. So I don't have. A good recommendation for it. Uh, I really have to echo uh, Tyler for the perfect blue. Um, I said during our review that that's not for me, but I could see how right. it would be a good uh, movie to watch. Very good perfect. writing in it. Yeah, yeah. Perfect blue is just incredible, but it is also incredibly hard to watch. So I, I think you guys did uh, did that one pretty pretty well justice. It, I was kind of sitting there one. I think the conversation for a while back with Tyler. I'm like. Man, it kills me. I couldn't have been on that episode. And then <laughs> same with Tok. I, I love Satoshi Khan uh, just so much. And so, but his, I, I, was, I at least had a little bit of an inkling what that was going to be like. Because my first exposure to his work was Millennium Actress that I found at a, at a used DVD store. And I knew about what he was, but Millennium Actress was like my first exposure to it. And then I went into Perfect Blue. So a little bit of that more... He did Millennium Actors after Perfect Blue, so it was kind of that style of storytelling, but there. But I was thinking with uh, the horror genre or just like it's like a thriller in general, there's a series that I always try and watch 
uh, around Halloween, or at least a couple of episodes of. And it's one of those, if you know about it, then you might be nodding your head. But if you don't, this is an anime called, uh, and I have my uh, death note here. Oh. I have it here. My, ep- my episode notes that I, to make sure I remembered it. It is uh, Shiki, or Corpse Demon, or it's a, it's a vampire series. And it's like, okay, vampires in anime. What are you talking about, Dave? Like, it's... This is, this is not, this is, this is so, it's just so, yeah, JoJo's or like, this is so far from Vampire Night. Okay. But the basic, it, the basic idea is it's very traditionalist vampires, so like only active at night. They can't cross your threshold unless you invite them in. These demon, these uh, shiki cannot turn into mist though, but they are very stealthy. And so the general idea is you have vampires who are slowly beginning to take over the town. Like they want to make a town full of vampires and make a society. Well, what happens when the town decides to fight back? And these are mm. like neighbors. These are like neighbors and siblings being turned into vampires. These aren't like random strangers. This is like a very small, isolated town, isolated community. So when you find out that like your daughter is a vampire, has been turned by these vampires, and what do you do? And so it's a show that it tells you, you know, episode one, and it, me telling you it's a vampire series is not really a spoiler. This is like episode one. And it takes a while to get going because you got to wait for everyone else first is like, what's going on? It's like an epidemic or some kind of thing. And then they have to believe in the notion that vampires exist. So you got to stick with it. And okay. it does take a while. But once it gets going, holy crap. There <laughs> is like you. I've never seen had a series where I felt sad for the vampires, like where I found the humans to be more brutal than the vampire people. Huh. But. Shiki it's, goes there. That is it interesting. Sounds, How long is it? It's like 25 episodes, which is why I say it It really needed to be... That's good for uh, a month, you know? It, it's, it's good for a month, and it really needed, in my opinion, it needed to be about six episodes shorter. It's very much of like, yes, there's a consistent story to there, but you really could have cut a lot of this out. Kind of like, you know, the wrap it up button. Okay. So that's Fine. why I said you got to stick with it. But when Shiki starts going, it is still some of the most compelling and again terrifying terrifying stuff i've seen like legitimately scaring me and it's just about how humans are can be turned into monsters or humans are monsters you know huh. it's it's in the it's in that general genre of horror not a lot of people talk about it so it's one of those you can kind of you know put on your collared shirt and go i know about something that you don't <laughs> and it's got some of the and one of its one of its extra episodes is kind of in the middle of when the shit hits the fan and it's still one of the best an- episodes in anime that I point to and just like, this is why this is freaking scary. Okay. So Shiki. Nice. Tyler, write that one down for Halloween next year. Maybe we'll, yes. we'll probably have to check it out. Maybe we'll get Dave back on. We'll get some Ooh. spooky season. We would have to start on that like extremely early because if uh, it sounds like we need to watch the whole thing in order the, to... Yeah, I've, got the, uh, yeah, I've got the DVDs real quick. Hold yeah. on. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like we would have to watch the whole thing in order to like get yeah. to like the best moments. You know what I mean? So yeah, wow. but we watch it in October. We have until the thirty first to do it. Yeah, that's go. perfect. Yeah, and like, yeah. well, we'll wait till Dave gets his headset back on. But if Dave's interested, I mean, he could definitely uh, come join us for our Halloween special uh, just coming up that's next. Just right coming right up well. here. So okay, okay. So, yeah, it's it's kind of reverse. Yeah, S H I K I. Uh, it's actually off that Funimation's uh, classics when they did like the save, the Funimation uh, save stuff. So that's the actual cover. Mm-hmm. You know, 
cute vampire girl, whatever. But uh, yeah, she looks creepy as fuck. <laughs> cool. Well, maybe we'll put so, that on the uh, the docket for Halloween next year. That would be awesome. Okay. But watch uh, the corpse eaters. Hell yeah. But awesome, guys. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed our review of Ghost Stories, the dubbed. Uh, we really appreciate Dave coming on. It was an absolute blast. Um, like Bass mentioned earlier, tell your friends, rate the podcast. If you have anything you'd want us to talk about or just want to chat about anime, linktree.com slash anime degens. You can find our Discord, socials, all that and more. And we will include Dave's uh, basically social and podcast info in the description of the episode. And we'll catch you guys on Saturday for the weekly rundown. Oh, oh. Wednesday, maybe we might do a Wednesday, Wednesday. Valentine's release. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, we're our schedule is all fucked up. <laughs> uh, we'll on, Tyler will catch you on Wednesday for or Thursday. I don't know. Yeah, we'll or the V Day special, and then I'll catch him. Maybe Bass, not sure on the weekend for the rundown. Peace. Oh, yeah. Later. Yeah, I'm in the